guys. Connection Podcast. Welcome. First one, right? This is the first episode. It's nice. Here we're going. My name is Noah. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Ezekiel. I'm the other host. There we go. So this is, uh, like we said, the first episode, and we are going to be diving into scripture, um, looking at different verses and applying them to our lives, digging deep into scripture and seeing what they mean and just kind of having a, a discussion. Yeah. Um, so it's our first podcast, by the way. Um, we both kind of live in Arizona. Um, I'm from Mesa. Noah, you're from? I'm from Indiana, but Indiana. I've been out here for eight years, so yeah. I'm I'm accustomed here. So if we sound <laughs> nervous or anything, this is why it's the first time. But you know, we're just going to dive in and go for it. All right, let's do it. So the first scripture at hand is Mark chapter 4. And we're going to kind of jump around a little bit, but we're going to focus on verses 1 through... Roughly uh, 26, and then kind of keep going from there. Um, But if you are familiar with this, you know that this is uh, Jesus talking about the parable of the four soils and the the mustard seed and the the seed that was planted. But um, if you aren't familiar with this, then feel free to grab a Bible or open your phone app to the uh, Bible app if you have that. And we're going to just kind of start reading and discuss it as we go along. So starting in Mark chapter 4. Starting at verse 1, and it says, Again Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. So before we go any further, right, that's only one verse, I know, (laughs) but I just want to talk about this real quick. This was kind of something I discovered that was interesting. I, I asked the question, why on earth is Jesus getting into a boat and going out into the middle of the lake. And I remember you asking me that, when was it, on New Year's? It was, yeah. New Year's Eve, right? I, I asked the question, I was like, why do you think Jesus got in and the I was boat? Like, I was like, I don't even know. That's that's so insignificant, really, right. in the story, if you think about it. Yeah, just like a little detail. But yeah. I was explaining that when I was reading this, um, it kind of came to me that in physics, there's some sort of thing that happens when sound travels over water. That's dope. It gets amplified. That's so cool. Like, and, like, obviously Jesus is the creator of the universe. Like, God created everything. So he knows about physics. He knows about all this kind of stuff. But, like, the fact that Jesus knows that he he wants to talk to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. like, I got to go out and have my voice amplified. He didn't have a mic like we do. Yeah. You know, he can't. He, he didn't can't, have the technologies of today. And, and Jesus isn't a shouter. He doesn't want to <laughs> shout. Hey, yo! Yeah. He's, he's a peaceful guy. He's, he's quiet. So he's like, I got to... Gotta do this the natural way. So this was the uh, the first ever example of a microphone of uh, wow, that's incredible. Jesus going out into it's the so middle weird, of the lake. It's so weird though that like that is the way that he was able to speak to everybody. You know, right? That's to me that's crazy. But physics is physics. Well, and the people at the time had no idea what he was doing either. <laughs> oh, that's true. Then, but it's like then they they probably the people at the back probably you like know, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, like dude? where's this guy going? Like is Why he is leaving he us? <laughs> and Jesus, and then he starts talking, and he probably talks in a normal voice, right? He doesn't. Like, he's not yeah. shouting over the water. He's just talking. It's like as that sound travels in physics, it, it gets amplified. So hmm. first verse, we are there's a lot in it. You know? Yeah, that's and true. So this is why it's important when you know we're reading the Bible to, to slow down and to read every word carefully. Um, so let's keep going. Verse 2, He taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, Listen. That's a good lesson in itself, right? Listen, when right. Jesus is speaking, listen. 
A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. And still mm. other seed fell on good soil, and it came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. And then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Hmm. Which, that's kind of ironic, right? Because Doesn't everybody have ears? Literally, most of these people, <laughs> I mean, there could be a, a, a case where someone has a, an ear missing, right? Like a Van Gogh yeah. kind of thing. But like, most of these people have ears, and Jesus is saying, like, if you have ears, listen. Hmm. So... So we're going to stop there, and we're going to kind of start diving into this a little bit. And so this kind of question that we're going to pose first is, who is the sower, right? The farmer went out to sow his seed. So who, who is the farmer? When I first heard this story, I thought the farmer, the sower, was, was Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would always view it that, like, Jesus is always sowing those seeds, or God is sowing those seeds, but particularly Jesus is sowing those seeds out. You know, because that's like his teachings and stuff. So I thought it was always just Jesus. Right. But it's interesting that when you start looking into this, right, is that we are, we are the farmer. And Jesus says this later on in verse uh, 14 um, because the disciples didn't understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And so um, Jesus says, the farmer sows the word. And the word being the word of God... So that therefore, then we become the farmer. We are the sowers. You know, we, it's our job to to proclaim the gospel and to teach it to people um, in the best way that we can. But it's our job to to sow the seed. And so we are the sower. We are the farmer. We are the the ones responsible for um, scattering the seed. And that's. I just want to take a second to talk about that real quick too, because you know it's interesting that. It doesn't say the farmer planted the seed carefully one by one. No, he just scattered. He them. like he took a handful and he just, just kind of threw, threw it on the ground. He just scattered it because he the farmer knows something that we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us today we we aren't farmers, mm-hmm. especially here out in in um, you know urban areas in Phoenix where not a lot of farmland happens and not a lot of people are farmers. So the farmer knows something that he when he scatters he's not expecting all of it to produce a crop. Mm-hmm. he's not he scatters in a way because he knows that yeah some of this isn't going to produce but i know some of it's going to take good soil and i think jesus is kind of saying the same thing here mm-hmm. there's a you know when we were at a bible study one night kind of hit me that jesus is saying sow the seed you know tell people the word but mm-hmm. don't be discouraged exactly when it doesn't take root Mm-hmm. Because not all the seeds you plant are going to produce a crop. They're not going to grow up. Some might have the potential to, but mm-hmm. they wither away. And we're, we're going to get into this a little and bit more. And that's kind of like in that sense where, you know, even take that into your your, your, norm, your normal life. You know, you living your life as a Christian, doing the best that you can. You know how we Christians are. Um, yeah. Only good for so long. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think that what you said that one night really impacted me because you're like, you know, don't be discouraged. And I'm like, wow, okay. So even if I do tell people about Christ and I do tell them, you know, what Christ can do for them and it falls on deaf ears, 
not to be discouraged. You still of, did your job. Of why? Because you never know what could happen in the future if that person is like, oh, 10 years later, I just remember, like, for some reason, that kid that told me about Christ and, you know, and yeah. it could come full circle. And that's the thing, too. Sometimes you plant the seed and you don't always see it mm-hmm, immediately. Exactly. That's planting like, that seed. And that's the thing with planting is like you can't expect it to just pop up immediately. Mm-mm. Like it takes months. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about a normal garden, like my parents grow a garden every single year. But it's like it takes the whole like summer to, to grow the crop and then to mm-hmm. actually go mm-hmm. out and pick it before. And there have been times where they planted something and nothing comes up. And I know nothing about farming. <laughs> <laughs> So it is crazy that, and there, and then, you know, there'll be years where like just random stuff would pop up that they planted like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where did this come from? And -hmm. I think that's what Mm -hmm. you're saying is that, you know, our job is to plant the seed. Our job is not to make it grow. That's what, and we'll talk about this too in Luke, but that's what it says that, um, the soil does. The soil mm-hmm. produces the grain. The soil produces, and you could just say that, that the, the soil produces. Not the farmer produces, but no, the, soil the soil produces. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to plant and then just literally let God do his job. Like, let God do the work and let um, let him take care of the rest. The mm-hmm. farmer, you know, back then, chances are that they weren't watering it like we have garden hoses today or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. They had to rely on What? The sun mm-hmm. and the rain, mm-hmm. the seasons. Those things are both controlled by God. They had no control over that kind of wow, stuff. that's crazy. <laughs> so all they did was plant it and then said, all right, it's up to you, God. Like, it's up to the, the seasons, up to Talk the about sun. real faith for that time, huh? And they, and they never worried about the sun coming up. <laughs> they, like, the, the one, like, one of the things they needed the most, the sun, they never worried about it coming up. Mm-hmm. It was always just like, yep, the sun's it's a gonna, given. Yeah, yeah, it might be cloudy, but the sun still rose, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something in itself too. It's like, yeah, like every time you you sow something, and there's you're not growth isn't always consistent. Growth isn't always an exponential thing. Growth isn't always a, an upward hill. It's sometimes you have the the clouds that cover seasons of your life. There, there's just times where it's raining and you can't see the sun at all. But then, like you know. Later on, yeah. it comes back out. Kind this of is kind of off topic, off topic, but I think there's something that stuck out to me when you said that. Um, all you just said, like they knew the sun would come up the next day. Yeah. So what is it? What is it that they're gonna do the next day? They're gonna go to work. Mm. So yeah. every single day, they're gonna get up tend with the sun, it. tend to what they did, and not only tend to what they just you know sowed, you know scattered in the fields, but also plow the next field Mm. and continue working you know so we should also keep that mindset that every single time that we wake up we always have to work in you know scattering seeds and you know doing our job as christians to share that's god's word that's real good i didn't even realize that till you said it that's crazy i love it so just kind of jumping back to the scripture here um you know, it, there's different kinds of, of people that Jesus is talking about here. And he talks um, back in verse 4. You know, he starts to, to say what happens to the seed. Um, he says, you know, some of it fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Mm-hmm. Some fell on rocky places. Um, and it sprang up quickly, but the soil was shallow. And so mm-hmm. it it uh, died off as well. Um 
Other seed fell among the thorns, and which grew up and choked out the plants. And, and then he says, lastly, the other seed fell on, on good soil. And I'm going to jump over um, to Luke very quickly. And it's the same story, but um, in my Bible that I have in front of me, it's a life application Bible. So if you're looking for one, I would really suggest a life application because there good are... Bibles. Yeah, there are, there are footnotes Great down at the Bibles. bottom that uh, that kind of describe the verses and what's kind of going on here. So what is the what is the verses and the chapters for the... Yeah, so in Luke, it's going to be chapter 8. And then Jesus explains the parable of the four soils here, and it starts at verse 11 and goes through uh, 15. So Luke 8, 11 to 15. Um, I'm just going to read this really quickly. Uh, Jesus says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes to take away the word from their hearts so that they may not uh, believe and be saved. Uh, those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy. So they receive it with joy and expectation, right? Mm-hmm. So they re- receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root, right? They have no kind of foundation mm-hmm. from which to grow. Mm-hmm. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. You know, and that reminds me of the story of um, the man who built his house on the rock. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like you have to have that foundation because when the trial comes, it's either make or break you. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast for another time. Right. Um, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way and um, they are choked by life's worries... Uh, riches and pleasures, and, and they do not mature. Mm. Um, but that's that's a really good point. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, um, and by persevering produce a crop. And I want to. That reminds me of Psalm one nineteen eleven. This last part, right? That, that the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a good crop. And that. The question I, I asked myself was, well, how how do they get that heart? How do they um, retain this and persevere through that? And Psalm mm-hmm. one nineteen eleven says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think mm-hmm. that's key is that we, we hide God's word in our heart. And that's an interesting, you know, it's like, why do we hide God's words? Because not everybody you come into contact with, you know, not every time you talk with somebody is... Or are they going to have the same kind of mindset that you do? They're not mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. yoked the same. They may not be on the same level, whatever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not our minds because that's enemy-held territory. Mm-hmm. You know, That's where we, we start thinking about all the kinds of stuff of what we're bad at. And that's where a lot of our self-talk happens is in our mind. But when we store up the word on our hearts, mm-hmm. and when we hide it in our hearts, right? Our hearts are where God's throne sits, right? And that's where we actually tend to put a lot of other things instead of God. <laughs> yeah. But but when God's sitting at our at the throne of our hearts and we have his word on our hearts, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit is is a is a guide to us to convict us but to remind us of God's word, to remind us of scripture when when someone comes mm-hmm. up and starts asking you questions, right? The Holy Spirit will start reminding you of things. He'll start like giving you scriptures. Giving or, you that conviction. Yeah. yeah. And he'll start to remind you of certain things um, to say to people. Or when someone comes against you, 
and it's kind of challenging your beliefs, like the Holy Spirit will remind you and says, that's not what scripture says. Mm-hmm. The enemy will try to twist that. He'll try, he'll use scripture mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. sounds good. It sounds nice, mm-hmm. but that's where the Holy Spirit again comes in and convicts us. And there's, it doesn't sit right. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you have God's word stored up on your heart, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right. And it doesn't, um, doesn't feel right. And it has that conviction with it. So little, little side note, but, um, so my Bible says that, that path people, um, refuse to believe God's message, right? So path mm-hmm. people, like it just kind of, God's message just bounces off of their heart. It just bounces right off of them. They, they're just totally and completely close to it. Um, rock people, um, believe his message, but never get around to doing anything about it. Hmm. And that's, that's a, you know, that's a, a tough one. I think that a lot mm-hmm. of people struggle with because faith without works is dead kind of thing. You know, it's like you can, you can read the Bible, you can know the Bible cover to cover, but if you never do anything of what Jesus told us to do, then, you know, what do you have? And it's, it's, um, yeah. And you just don't do anything and then it's empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then thorn patch people overcome by worries and the lure of materialism, um, or they, they are, they are overcome by the lures of, uh, materialism and by worry. So they have other things that are crowding their life. Mm-hmm. They, so they fill themselves up with all these other things and there's no room left for God. Mm-mm. There's no room left for him to get into your heart and start speaking. And then obviously good, good soil people, um, follow Jesus no matter what. So that's just a little breakdown of, of these different people that Jesus is, is describing here. And literally, like, I feel like I've been every single one of those people at, at some point in my life. Yeah. You know, like... Sometimes you'll hear something from other people, you know, trying to sow in that word, and you're just like the path people. You're just like... Yeah. Screw I that. don't want to hear that I don't right. want to hear that right now. I don't need that from my life. You know, just different seasons, man. That's why I also view that... You know, the different types of people are in different seasons mm-hmm. of their life, you know. Yeah. Just like it takes different seasons for different things to grow, you need different seasons in people's lives for that seed to actually hit their soil, their heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of our last point, is that the soil is your heart. Right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It really is. And it re- it's it's so difficult because, you know, when our hearts are hardened, like, like the, the top layer mm-hmm. of the soil... You have to dig. Exactly. You have to you dig. Gotta dig in there. And it's like being out here in Phoenix and doing habitat builds, like that top layer is hard. It's mm-hmm. like concrete. And it mm-hmm. takes a lot for a shovel to just break through that first layer. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing when our hearts are hardened to God that mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to to break that ground and to dig and just dig and dig and dig. And you have to just keep going at it and mm-hmm. at it. And it's hard. It's mm-hmm. a discipline. You know, reading the Bible is a discipline before it's a habit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like, for example, you know, we have this lemon tree in our backyard and we put in a lime tree. But in order to put that lime tree, we couldn't just use, you know, we have gravel, you know, those little rocks, yeah, you know, and stuff. And we had to push that all aside and then we had to start digging. And it wasn't like, oh, we're just going to dig like, you know. 10 inches. No, it was oh, like a good, like couple, five feet. Yeah, a couple feet down. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, because the tree was already big enough, so it needed some space for the roots. But I noticed when we were digging, as we kept digging and digging and digging, the soil kind of got cooler. 
you know the, mm, the so yeah. the the rock you know because we live in the desert out here in Arizona but you know the rocks and the gravel and the, the, the dirt it was just so like hot and then as soon as we kept digging and digging you know with the shovels and stuff and using our hands too um we finally put the tree down and I just remember patting around because you know you put some more of that yeah, nutrient yeah. soil stuff mm-hmm. and I just remember put, as I was patting it down I was like dang it's so cool down here <laughs> Like, why is it so cool down here and yeah. it's so hot up there? Obviously, you know why, because, you know, things sure. grow down there. But it was just crazy, and it, the soil felt cold almost. And it felt like, like, like crumbly. You know when you, like, make, like, brown sugar cookies? Yeah, and it's just like a and it's like, crumbly... Yeah, it's like a crumbly feeling. Yeah, That's yeah. what it felt like. It was really cool. Mm. It's really important, too. So, my question for you, Noah, is how do we as Christians, get to our soil? Mm, that's a good question. How do we get to the soil? I, again, I think it's it's just discipline. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to dig, right? You have to dig into your well, own life. First thing, what's the significance of digging? Like, what are we digging to? I mean, you're digging out the dirt. Digging out dirt, right? Yeah. We're digging out dirt from our lives. Mm-hmm. That dirt can be anything, like... You know, it could be an addiction to, you know, alcohol or, you know, pornography or whatever it is, you know, any addiction or things that prevent you from letting that seed, God's word, really grow into your life. Yeah. Yeah, And take root in your heart and which is your soil. Yeah. So how is it that we dig out that dirt? What are some ways you think? Well, before I get into that, so a message I listened to from Pastor Stephen Furtick um, at Elevation Church, he uh-huh. he went through this too, and he described dirt as the disappointment, mm. the insecurity, mm. the rejection, and the trouble that we all go through. Right? It spells dirt. It's yeah, an acronym. D-I-R-T, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. But so disappointment, insecurity, rejection, and trouble, like that's the stuff we have to dig out. That's mm. that's all the stuff we have to dig out. The disappointments, right? We have to dig out our insecurities. The rejection. Oh, I like that. We got to dig out our trouble. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if you think about when you're digging something out of the ground, like you get a shovel full and you put it to the side. Yeah, it's hard work too. Exactly. And it's not easy. And you break a sweat doing it. Your hands might get blistered after doing it for so long. Hmm. But yeah, so remind me your question again. Cause I, so what, what, what is the way that we can dig out that dirt mm. of our lives? You just... Honestly, it's, it's going to sound like a simple answer, but you have to spend time with God mm. because God's the only one who knows what you need and is what you need. He's the only one who really, when you give that stuff to him, mm-hmm. like he's the only one that can take that and not have to put that back in your life. Mm-hmm. When you, when you dig a hole for a tree, for example, what you were saying, mm-hmm. you take that same dirt and you put it back over the tree. Yeah. You put it back over what you just but you, well, you and you add some nutrients. You add to some it, stuff into which it, right? Is that good stuff from God. So when we when we start digging stuff out of our life, when we go to God in prayer and start saying, "God, here's all this. Like, here's all my disappointment. I'm really upset that this happened. I'm really. I thought it was going to be this way, and it didn't turn out. I thought I was going to have that relationship, and it didn't turn out. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have that promotion at work, and it didn't turn out. Whatever it is, right? We start to dig that stuff out of our lives, give it to God, and God takes that in His hands. And literally creates the soil, mm. right? He literally starts to, to take it Shape and, it and, and it. crush it up. And then he, he'll put something back in your life, but it's not the same as what it was. 
Not that's, to, that's a good point. Not to saying that he's going to give you disappointment. Yeah. He, he might. You might have other disappointments, and most likely you will have other disappointments coming to your life. Mm-hmm. But, but what God does when we give him all of our disappointment, insecurity, rejection, and trouble is he takes all of that. He takes that dirt, and he takes it into his hands, right? Mm-hmm. What did God use to create man? Dirt. Exactly. So when God takes that seemingly what we see as insignificant kind of dirt, God creates life out of. So God takes mm. God takes all of our issues and all these things that, that are crowding our lives. Mm-hmm. We empty ourselves out of that, give it to God. So now we're making room for him. Mm-hmm. And now he can start building another foundation within us. Mm. So when we dig out the dirt, when we dig out that dirt, you know, God will take it and make a foundation for something else to happen. Mm. And that's the only way that roots can that a tree can take root in soil is if everything else is out of the way. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. what God wants to do in us is he wants to he exactly. wants to fill our hearts, he wants to fill us up completely. Yeah. And then and then we start overflowing. Cuz that was the first step when we planted that tree with all the gravel and yeah. the rocks. We had to like literally just scatter Clear it, it out. make a huge old circle. And it was only a tree of like maybe I don't know, diameter of like 10 inches yeah and it's like and you have to big like we have this like 10 foot <laughs> no, like a 10 foot hole for no, a 10 inch tree not 10 but... foot but like you know like a like a five foot six foot circle so that way we could have enough room to properly dig exactly and i think that's important too mm-hmm. you gotta push all that stuff out so far yeah you know yeah yeah so you have room to work with and i think that's a, a key point too yeah but again, you know, we just, the process of digging is hard. Uh, the process, the process of getting, but it's re- so important. It's very important. And it's, it's really the first step that we have to take in getting on that, getting aligned with God's path mm. and getting aligned with mm. what God wants to do in our lives. Because if we don't, we're going to be like the seed that falls on the, the thorns and the path and, mm-hmm. you know, things are just going to start, it's not going to take root. Like God's promises and his word is not going to take root in us and not grow Mm. so it's you know what i also think i think that the process like like we said the process of digging that dirt out of your life is so important yeah i also think that that is what becomes our experience Mm. yeah because we end up you know like for example let's take um you know digging out for example something that we cannot relate to bad social media you know, getting involved in things with social media that you shouldn't be, yeah. or, you know, comparing yourself so much to what other people Compar- claim to comparison be. Comparison for sure. You know? So, like, let's take that comparison and put it as dirt, and you, like, start digging out that comparison, you know? And and that's something minor, something not so, you know, deep that yeah, you need a sure. big old shovel. But so you end up digging out with your hands, you know? And you end up cutting your hands mm. up. You end up like bruising your yeah. hands, you know, and they get dirty and dusty and um, they kind of take like a pale, like look, rough look to them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so important for us to go through that digging process, whether mm-hmm. it's with, you know, the, the shovels or our hands, you know, or getting blisters, because then we can look back at those blisters and at those things and see them get healed. Yeah. As time goes on and say, yeah. I used to have that. And this is the experience that I came from. But now, because of God's word and God's seed in my life, I've been able to mm. nourishly fulfill 
you know, his plan. That's good. As well as continue moving on in my life. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. It's like when Jesus was crucified on the cross, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't, he was crucified. They put the nails through his hands Mm -hmm. and his feet. Mm. And then he got up on the third day, was resurrected from the dead and he appeared to his disciples. Mm -hmm. And in scripture, it doesn't say that Jesus went up to the disciples and said, Hey, look where the nails are. Mm -hmm. He said, look where the nails were. Right. That's not there anymore. Like, his his wounds are not still wounds; they are scars. Mm-hmm. So his scars are were proof to the disciples that what was holding them or what was holding him was not there anymore. Mm. But it's that same process, you know. When someone sees a scar, it's actually kind of a talking point sometimes. If you well, have yeah. a big scar like on your arm or something, someone might come up to you and say, "Hey, what what happened to your arm?" Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with our faith. You know, when we when we do this digging and we have this kind of um, the history you could call it uh, mm-hmm. of, of digging and we have these scars on us you know it something happens it's kind of the opposite of what you would expect it's not that you get broken down but it's like you get built back up mm. like your your scars are really like your testimony like your scars are someone else's kind of building blocks like mm-hmm. your scars and your your wounds are you know um, they could be a, a, a living example for someone else to say, oh, you went through that too? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I go, yeah. I'm going through that right now. Like, mm-hmm. how'd you do that? Like, how'd you what, get through what it? Yeah. yeah. What were your steps? What, were, what did you do? Exactly. Mm. That's interesting. So, but you know, it's, nothing about this is easy. Even if you're using no. a shovel, no. there's going to be a point where you have to your use knees your knees get achy. Uh, yeah, get down your on your knees. Your back is down there and you're like, ah. Yeah. Like, you can use a shovel, but there might be a point where you have to bend over like kneel down and scoop out some little remnants that the, mm-hmm. the last little things that are there you know you have to well you also gotta think about it too when you bust out the shovel it's a bigger mm-hmm. project yeah exactly bigger digging right i don't just have to use my hands now yeah. i have to so now just i have like to rely a, on something else yeah you know yeah. brush aside real quick yeah yeah that's crazy hmm so it's it, it's it's a, it's just a challenge, and it's something that we we all go through, and it's something that is a continual process. You know, it's it's not like you dig it out once and it's done. Mm-hmm. It's more of that. It's a you gotta keep digging, and then stuff happens. You know, rocks get thrown on top of something. You gotta mm-hmm. push it out of the way again. But it's again, it's going. It's it's taking that to God, and it's taking that to Him in prayer, and having that relationship with Him, where He can again take it, make it something new, and put it back that will become a foundation for Mm -hmm. your life and and god wants to dig stuff out of your life he has Mm -hmm. to and he's Mm going to use that stuff to to build that foundation like Mm -hmm. i said he's going to use your dirt for his glory he's going to use what you've gone through right Mm -hmm. all things work together for the good um of those who are called according to his purpose like he's going to use that he's going to use your disappointments he's going to use your insecurities your rejection, rejections, and your troubles, and he's going to use every single little thing in your life that you thought was going to, you know, destroy you, and he's going to use it. You have something. Go ahead. Yeah. So you know, just thinking about it, I remember when my dad and I we were we weren't digging for for soil, but we were digging out a lot of dirt um, because we were going to be putting like a concrete slab oh, on yeah. the walkway, yeah. um, adding into our driveway so we can kind of fit some more cars onto the driveway and as we were doing that i remember we were digging trenches and mm. when we we're digging trenches you know i got the pickaxe you know 
going at it. And I just remember after digging all that and making the forms. So when you like make when you when you try to lay down concrete, you have to create a form. Yeah. So you have to kind of like basically form out what mm. you're gonna be doing. So that way you have like a guideline. But but here's the thing that's, that 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 got me is that pile of dirt that I took out is sitting right next to the form. Mm, that's so good. It's still <laughs> sitting next to the form. Yeah. And it gets scattered and put. You know, it ends up being like. Like a filler, like that dirt becomes like you know that stuff that we built out took out becomes a filler because once we, um, you know, put the concrete together, the concrete don't look so pretty on the sides. Right. So you still need that dirt on the side mm. to put it up against that new concrete. It's now holding something new. And it's now holding something new. Mm, that's good. But I also view it as that's your past. Yeah. Like we talked about yep. last night. Yeah. Um, at our connect group, and you know. Your past is there just like, like, uh, what is it? The gospel allows us to have a past, to have the gospel allows us to have a pile of dirt next to our, next to our trees, you know? And that's okay because you'll look at that tree and you'll look at that pile of dirt and you'll say, ah, that's where it came from. That's where God took me or that's where I was. That's where God took me out of. And Mm. this is where God had planted me in. So good. So good. I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah, dude, that's that crazy. Is so good. <laughs> so key. Oh. And on that note, you know, that basically wraps it up. Yeah. So, kind of things going forward, just to think about, you know, what what soil is on your heart? Where where where? What stage are you at right now? And and some ways that you can dig out that dirt in your life, not so you know metaphorically or physically, but like spiritually. Mm, yeah. We believe is you know. We just came out of a 21-day fast, right? Yeah, yep. And that was insane for us, right? Like, Unbelievable. God was just talking to us and, and showing us things in so many different ways. Yeah. And so that's a way that you can dig out dirt because we had a lot of dirt coming into mm. the 2019 yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so by doing that fast, shout out to Michael Todd and his church, hey, Transformation, Transformation Church. Transformation Church. Uh, Daniel's fast, <laughs> yo. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what we did and... Man, it, it worked wonders for us. I'll tell you what, that's probably, if you are like in a desperate situation, go through a 21-day fast. Yeah. A Daniel's fast. Like you can look it up online. That's Daniel's fast. Yes. Do a social media fast too. I, it's, oh. I did that and it was so helpful. <laughs> like I, I needed that. And I think a lot of us need that today. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, and, and, you know, another way of digging out dirt from your life, spiritually speaking, is, you know, every single night, trying to make it a point to pray to God. Yeah. Whether it's five minutes, 30 seconds, an hour, whatever you feel like doing, you know, and just, and what's what's a, what's a key thing that you should ask for when you're praying, Noah, you every should, single night? I, I believe you should always ask for God to, to reveal to you His plan for your mm-hmm. life. You okay. should, you should... Not only ask for humility, I think it's a big one, yeah. and wisdom, yeah. you know, kind of two big ones, but you really should just ask God to be like, God, show me what you want me to do. Like, uh-huh. God, tell me, like, God's not always going to tell you. He might show you something, but I, you know, prayer is just, it's when you're praying, it's like, God, I want you to be in my life. Like, I want you to, like, I want to align my life with your purpose for me, which is going to be different for every single person. 
Mm. But I think, you know, when we come to God, when we start asking him for, for these things, the Bible says that whatever you ask for in faith, it will be given to you. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. and, but that, you know, does that mean I can go out and ask for a million dollars? No. Like, because no. chances are that's not... Wish. Good. That's wish yeah, that's how it right? worked, right? <laughs> Money tree. No. Like, that kind of, that kind of thinking is, is selfish. And it's really, you have to come to a place of saying, all right, God, like, I need to dig some stuff out. I need to get rid of some of these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to align myself with you. So, and part you of... want to be planted in that soil. Yeah. Part of prayer is deep, listening. Rich soil. Yeah. And going back to what Jesus is saying here, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Let that them requires hear. listening. Yeah, it's one thing to hear, but to really listen and obey to hear. Because you can't listen with clogged ears. Exactly, you got to dig out that dirt too. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> nasty. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, embrace the process. Embrace the process of digging out the dirt, of talking with God, spending, like Easy said, like thirty seconds. Just start off with something. Mm-hmm. It's it's a starting point. You know, you're not going to start off praying 45 minutes a night. It's just you're not. And another important thing too is don't don't be afraid of how big that pile of dirt gets. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody's pile is big. Everybody's pile's got something in it. Yeah. For example, you might have somebody that's just got a big old boulder, right? Yeah. And that's their pile of dirt, quote unquote dirt. But then you got someone that's got like a mountain of dirt. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but you know, like it doesn't matter how, how much dirt that person has. That boulder is probably still really dense. Yeah. It's, it could be heavier than And it that could pile be heavier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a black hole kind of, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it, it doesn't matter what your pile of dirt looks like. The whole point is to understand that the gospel gives you that opportunity to have a pile of dirt and to say, God, this is where you took me from. Now I'm here. Yeah. Now how can I help others? Exactly. How do I help others dig out their piles so of good. dirt to because, get down into their soil? Because we have that experience of digging ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so now that we can then help others. And another important thing too that we don't think about is growth. Mm-hmm. So when that, yeah. you know, when that, when that, uh, lemon lime tree excuse me that we had was growing it was growing crooked yeah <laughs> so we had like it was literally growing crooked so we had to like you know put stakes mm-hmm. in the ground and wrap some rope and what it. what did we end up doing with that pile of dirt that we had that just kind of sat on the side we ended up using that pile of dirt to help use to put those stakes in as kind of like you know um, like extra support. Yeah, extra support mm-hmm. to like put down on the dirt so that way the stakes have more to dig into yeah. than just what we already had dug up. So, you know, that pile of dirt and the, that gravel, it all it all ends up being used for the glory of God. So good. You know? So good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on that. Yeah. Because I think that's a good point to end on. But one thing we want to do, just starting off from the beginning, um, with each podcast as we end, you know, the, the message of, of Christ is not just for us. Like, we want to extend that to everybody. And the gospel says that, you know, if you confess with your mouth and believe that um, Jesus Christ is your Savior, Amen. then you will be saved. Yeah. So one thing we're going to always do to end our podcasts is offer that gift of salvation to you. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to pray. And, you know, if you feel led to, to pray this with us, um, you can just kind of repeat after. So if you're driving in your car, you know, yeah. don't close your eyes. Yeah, don't close your eyes. But uh, just say the prayer out keep, loud. Keep and, looking where you're driving. Yeah, and but if, if you're, you're, home, you're not home listening or you're just chilling in your bed, you know, listening before you go to sleep or whatever, 
you know, just close your eyes and just pray with us for a quick yeah. second. So go ahead and know. So let's, uh, if you're, if you're saying this with us, then just repeat after me and say, dear God, dear God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for Jesus Christ. God, we believe he is your son. He is your son. And that he rose from the dead. And he rose from the dead. Today I begin my new life. Today I begin my new life. With Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. At the center. At the center. I receive his grace. I receive his grace. And I receive his love. I receive his love. Amen. Amen. And if awesome. you just if you just re- if you just received that prayer and you just said that for the first time, you know, reach out to us, like reach us through social media, through email. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have a link for that. But you know, we want to get in touch with you. Like we want to to start that connection, and it's another reason why we call it Connection Podcast, right? Yeah, We're, it's all part. Put of it the up on the Instagram Connection Podcast. Yeah, and we'll be posting on there. So, and we welcome you to the family. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. We're gonna keep. Keep keep digging. We're mm-hmm. gonna keep digging. Keep digging into this. Alright, everyone have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out, guys.